Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Good evening. It is Monday, June 20th, 2016, and we're here once again to talk about the only totally impenetrable asset protection program in the world. My name is Mike Clark, and you know what? I'm not afraid to give my name the way many others are on these calls. They have to call themselves AJOQ10. They have to call themselves the Willy Wonka Chocolate Machine, whatever they do, but they don't... They don't um, um, give their real names, and I, I, I'm always suspicious of anybody that that puts themselves in a scenario like that, that they don't want to give me their name. Or that when I used to get into um, some of the investment programs out there, Mike, this is the best thing since sliced bread. You're going to pay 101 in 30 days, blah, blah, blah. Okay, who, who's in charge of this thing? Can't tell you. Private. Secret. Okay, well, what bank are they using? Can't tell you. Private, secret. Any of you others? Any of you others ever come across something like that? Guest twenty, how are you? Thanks for saying hi. I appreciate it. <clears throat> Northern Indiana is on the call. I can see that. So, any of you others? Any others of you have come across something like that? I'm sure there's many there out there tonight that have, because most a lot of us have got into things that just never seem to pan out. And then I got a little smarter. And I said, if things don't, if they don't want to tell me, give me some of their information, why should I give them my information? You know, it's always got to be very private because, you know what, that's a bunch of bunk. That's a bunch of bunk, and I think a lot of you know that. First of all, if it's a, I was involved in high-yield investments, and and I had some very good connections um, through Las Vegas, and I, I went much further than anybody I know, anybody else I am not, um, know, Minnesota gal, I'm not hearing anything. Hang up and call back in. We've got full sound, okay? Um, but anyway, the, um, um, the I don't know if you if you can't hear me, I can't answer your question. Somebody type in yes for her and and to hang up and call in again, please. Just type in yes, hang up, call in again. And um, uh, anyway. Um, that's when I first started to really do some investigating and on my own. Uh, Giordi here, how are you, my friend? Thank you very much, you and Lawrence, for the last weekend's training. You're welcome, my friend. Anyway, I, um, um, uh, what was I, where was I at there? Northern Middle Tennessee. Okay, so anyway, I, I learned very quickly that, that if people can't give me just the basic information I need to feel comfortable about something, don't want to do business with them, guys. Don't I don't care. Anybody can tell you anything. They can tell you this is the best thing in the world. They know uh, they know people that are. Uh, oh, you know what? Just dawned on me. I got to mute everybody out. Okay, everybody is muted out. But um, and the reason I thought about that, there was no background noise today, and I, I just heard a little bit of background noise. So anyway, guys, don't fall for that. Don't fall. It's your money. It's too precious, and there's too many people broke out there. They took their their 
their retirement savings, their pensions, and, and other money just to fall for something. So be be, be a little more discerning when you look at something um, as, a, as a real investment. And don't ask me because um, I don't do those anymore. I am too busy with this business, helping other people protect what they've got. So now, STS Basics. And guys, I want to stop with, or start rather, with the... Uh, Probably everybody on this phone call has insurance of one type or another, homeowner's insurance, car insurance, renter's insurance, life insurance, um, all the different insurances that are out there, uh, boat insurance, uh, motorcycle. And I want to tell you that, that um, why do we have it? We have it to protect our assets, whatever they might be, so they can't sue us and take those assets or take what we've and see we all work for assets whether it doesn't matter what type it is it doesn't we all work to to have a, a decent place to live to uh, help our kids which are tremendous assets to all of us to help our kids uh, get through college if they want it don't force your kids into college not every kid's made for college you know there's a there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there there's a lot of kids there's a lot of kids that they get into jobs of they, that they like a lot, like construction and make good money. Uh, right now, construction workers in the U.S. are basic. If you're an iron worker or a, a carpenter and different things like this, you're making more than, than these college graduates who come out, and especially the ones that, that really irk me are the ones that are entitled, feel they're entitled to. Uh, I went to college. It doesn't matter that I, I majored in Greek dancing, um, but I want a $180,000 a year job. I went to college. College ain't no big thing. You just sit and sit there and listen to a professor, and most of you, most of, but but college can be good if you've got a definite goal that you want to be something in something specific. And the the facts are right now that 80% of the people that go to college within the first five years aren't even working in the profession that they uh, they went to college for. They're doing something else. So don't push. My my opinion is. I was not a. I realized I was going to college, and I thought, "This is baloney. This is just me." And I became an. I wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I started my own business. Okay, but but it's good for some people too. But don't just go spend mom and dad's money to party in college. That, I guess that's the thing that irks me the most about it. Everybody wants a student loan, and nobody pays for their own. Well, we go to we go do whatever we have to do. We go into an apprenticeship. We go to college. We go do something to position ourselves to earn a living um, and many of us to, to get married and many of us to to have a family and uh, that's basically you think about it for a second that's basically what the human endeavor is all about um, to procreate to to find some satisfaction in in uh, getting to know other people and, and, and meeting with other individuals and groups and this and that but during that journey, as we're working, we want to have a nice place to live. Most of us do, anyway, a decent place to live. We want to put food on the table. We want to be able to pay our utility bills and anything else that comes up. But we also want to drive a, a, a decent car and, and uh, have, have decent transportation, whether it be a car or a motorcycle or an airplane or whatever. And um, um, so once you, once you uh, start working, you're going to start start um, uh, um, what's the word you're going uh, um, you're going to start assembling an amount of assets okay you you get the you get some assets uh, 
whether it be furniture, whether it be lawn and garden equipment, whether it be uh, maybe you do an investment or two in, in um, precious metals, in, in gems, in stocks or bonds, any, or you just put money into a savings account or a, or a credit union or something like that. These are your assets. But the unique thing about them is anybody that knows anything about this program, you're all well aware that you're all well aware that the uh, <coughs> excuse me that there's always somebody out there looking at your assets. The, 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 the more successful you become, the greater target you become. And I know we've got a lot of people, and we had some some very people that have become good friends of mine. We had them uh, drive over from British Columbia for the uh, um, uh, Edmonton seminar, and it was great to see them again. And um, but we've got people, a lot of people that have STS program, U.S. and Canada, that um, have accumulated a lot of assets. We've got a few that are over a hundred million, and they they love the program. And what I was telling this person earlier was that that. You've got to change. You're, you know, you're not going to become successful you've ne- if you've never been successful to date. I mean, I mean, really successful financially and this and that. If you haven't been to date, you're not going to just be able to start a business and become successful. It's it's funny the way things act, but you have to you have to learn the rules from the super wealthy, not just wealthy, from the super successful. Uh, success doesn't necessarily mean just money. If, if my neighbor, his goal is not to earn a lot of money, and he can't even begin to compete with me, but his goal is to have, he loves roses, and to have the nicest roses in the county. And if that's his goal, and he he is very successful at it, he wins awards and this and that, he's just as successful as I am, even though maybe I earn a little bit more money, but, but God bless him because he's taken the time to learn how to, the type of soil that certain roses grow in and, and other roses grow in different soil. The, the, where you plant them, do they need shade? Do they need partial sun? Do they need full sun? You know, if you, if whatever it is you're going to do, if you're going to go into business or whatever, you need to learn. You, that's why when I was younger, from probably 23 or 24 on, my partner and I, when I went into business, finally, we, we anytime there was a successful person speaking, we, or myself individually as well, we made it a point to be there. We made, because you can always learn something from somebody that's successful. It's not always just about motivation, although, although uh, Tony Robbins does a great job. I mean, if you really want to learn how to, how to get up in the morning, I never feel bad in the morning, never. I may have a touch in once in a while when I first wake up, I get rid of it right now. I get up and I'm always in a good mood. I'm always aware, totally aware from the minute my eyes open. I'm totally aware of my surroundings. There's been a few times I've woke up in the middle of the night and wondered, where the heck am I? But for the most part, I'm fully aware. I'm going to be, I'm going to be project a, a uh, even though I may have a lot of things to do, and, and there's quite a few occasions where I've got some things pressing, and but I do, um, I do project a, a a decent image. I'm not one of the hey, how you doing? Good morning, it's a great day, beautiful. No, I don't do that. But I, I'll, I'll let people know that hey, I'm in a, I'm in control of myself here. I'm in a good mood. I have no reason to be in a bad mood. I'm living. I'm up walking on two legs. You watch some of these movies where where people just can't um, um, 
people just can't walk anymore. And from from Afghanistan, from Iraq, from World War II, from Vietnam, from Korea, and I'm, I'm I thank God every day that I uh, I have the ability to walk and and talk and and uh, even at my age that I that I can do the things that I want to do pretty much. Okay. So how does this all reflect back to the STS program, guys? From the minute you start working, you're 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 to a greater or lesser extent you're trying to or you are accumulating assets. The problem we've got today is that with technology being what it is, um, credit companies, attorneys, government agencies, uh, tax, ag- tax agencies, they can they can hire an asset protector, an, an asset investigator rather. They know everything you've got within a matter of a few hours. They can, if they if they if they spotlight you, you're under the gun, you're under the light. They've got you. Okay, they'll know everything you've got. And if anything you've got fills into their uh, scenario, um, by golly, you've got to uh, you've got to get it protected. And there's only one way in the world to do that, and that's through the STS program, guys. With the ST, and I, you know, in the U.S., we we don't have a whole lot of people right now that are involved in some of the the um, tax schemes that have come along. Uh, but in Canada, you seem to have a number of them that have really hit in the last, I'd say, maybe, what, five years, uh, six years, something like that. And uh, and I'm just going to mention one program that I know of. And, and let me tell you this first. We've had we've had scams come along, and we've had people that have, um, we've had people that have gotten nailed, gotten nailed in them. And uh, we've got a, a, several clients that they took our program, they took started their STS program, after, and all the other people were getting their notices. Well, you got to join this law firm, and we're going to defend you, and it's only going to cost you this and and this and that. And then, then when the judgment came down, they had to pay another twenty or forty or sixty thousand uh, dollars. We've got a number of people that were in those scenarios in the U.S. and um, even a couple in Canada. And guys, the only ones that didn't have to pay that they dropped were the people that had the STS program. There's this program in Canada right now, and I don't know. I know there's a couple of them, but but the one that I know about is a program. It's GLGI. I don't know everything about it. Don't know the whole scenario, but I and I went and, and talked um, in front of a group in Saskatchewan, and um, I just want to tell you now. And I've talked to to several of them. I don't know what the hesitancy is because you're. <coughs> your future's on the line. If they nail you, they're they're going to nail you good, and and you're going to be stuck in their clutches for for a long time my opinion that's all it is my opinion don't do anything if you don't want but i know as sure as i'm sitting here we can uh, i feel confident that in just in that scenario what i know about it um we can help those people you don't own anything anymore how can they how can they force you and and, and when there's thousands of people in it they drop the ones they don't they know they're not, they're not going to get anything from they drop them They've done the same thing in the U.S. here. So, guys, when you see somebody that's in a in a position, just mention about the just mention the STS program to them, and have them uh, have them just uh, send them that little send them our little video, send them the um, uh, and then have them come to the Monday night call. Send them a copy of the of the flyer Sunday night flyer for the Monday night call, and uh, let them make up their own mind, but make them aware of it because. I know that I heard there's over 20,000 people in that particular program, and maybe it's a lot more. Maybe I heard wrong. Maybe it's because 
I'm now thinking maybe I heard something like a couple hundred thousand, but probably not, probably 20,000. Guys, they're going to get nailed. The government's going to make a ton of money. So now let's get into the basics of the STS program and how it can help you. Um, okay, Tim, glad you got your sound up. Now, now let me help you. What's the what's the number one number one enemy everybody's got? And for the new people on here, I don't expect you to really know the question unless you come to a seminar or listen to a previous call. The number one enemy everybody on this call has is ownership. And I know a lot of people, if not most of the people on this call, own nothing. That's the biggest misconception, the biggest bunch of garbage they put in your ears. They, they, boy, we got low interest rates right now and this and that and everything else. And they're always advertising new cars. They're advertising new clothes uh, designs. They're advertising new furniture. They're advertising new gadgets, new televisions, new stereos, all to get you to buy something. And and 99.999999% of the people buy things in their name. The number one benefit of the STS program is it takes ownership out of your name. Now, I know you know that. Most of you on the call know that. But, guys, repetition is the key to learning. I'm in my 21st year, and I'm not saying this to brag or anything about it. It's just something I decided to do because I believed in it 21 years ago. For 21 years, I've read through the Bible. I got... um, it's the one we send out with every every trust package that goes out, but it's the Bruce Wilkinson's Walk Through the Bible Ministry. Uh, and, I, you know, I've, I've always believed, but I never really pushed it during my um, my main years, my, my years where I was in tip-top shape um, as an iron worker. I had too many other things to do. I didn't drink or didn't use drugs, but I did go to bars, and I liked to shoot pool. That's why. But, guys, when you... When you get into things like this, you've got to get yourself protected. Of everything I've told you, and your number one enemy being um, ownership, what the super wealthy do, what the successful people do, super successful people, doesn't have to be wealthy necessarily, but the ones that are involved (coughs) in um, in protecting their assets, the number one thing they do, they do not buy anything in their name. They do not buy anything in their name. They get it put into a a pure contract trust and they make all of their purchases through the trust. My friends, if you're still buying automobiles, now automobiles, that's different, a bad, bad example, um, because you can buy those in your name and still protect all the equity with the STS program. But if you're still buying investments, if you're still buying furniture, if you're still buying different things, whatever it would be, televisions, um, um, doesn't matter, um, um, homes, land, in your name, then you're making a huge mistake because they can all be taken from you. Anything you have and you, you own in your name can be taken from you. Now, now I'm, I'm telling you this, guys, because I want you to get in the habit of hearing it, and then the next time you go out to buy something, You purchase it in the name of your corporation. You purchase it in the name of the LLC. You purchase it in the name of the trust, okay? Learn to live. At least learn the habits 
of the super successful people, the super wealthy, the super successful people. Do what they do and you're going to get their results. What happens? People build up a lot of assets during the, the, during the course of their lives and one, one car accident, one lawsuit, um, one bad business failure, and it's all gone. Everything you own is taken. And I'm almost pleading with you now. It's not to sell a program, for crying out loud. Um, it's, to, it's to put you in a position where you're never going to lose anything again. Right now, as I said a few minutes ago, uh, basically everybody in the U.S., basically everybody in Canada is oblivious to the power of the ST. They're oblivious that the STS program even exists. And we decided, because we're still too small, um, we decided that we're just going to keep under the radar. We're not going to do a lot of advertising. We're going to do. Um, we're going to. Um, we're going to share the program by having friends share their programs with other friends. Now we may have to change that pretty soon, because you're just. <laughs> You're just not doing it, guys. There's there's so many people, that, and I hear, boy, I wish I knew about this two years ago. Well, two years ago we were in, we had people in your area. I don't know why you didn't hear about it. You, you might have even been involved, invited to a seminar. But the people you care about, at least make them aware of the program because it's going to save them. Sooner or later, they're going to get nailed. Sooner or later, and probably sooner rather than later now because of the way the electronics every, every they know everything about us guys the only way to get out from under their their um hooks so to speak is to get things out of your name get things out of your name um you don't want to you don't you don't want to, anything in your name and uh, because if it's in your name you've learned recently about the fact that all the countries are are bankrupt, okay? And that's why they've done bail-ins, so that they can take things from citizens. Um, um, they can only take things from citizens. And guess 25, I will answer that in just a few minutes here, just a couple minutes here, okay? Um, the reason you're a citizen, because it's a bankrupt country, the only collateral these countries have, and the U.S. is right in there with them, and if you don't believe the U.S. went bankrupt, just look up uh, uh, Trafficant. That was one of the senators. Again, went to jail for some things, for exposing some things. And uh, bank, U.S. bankruptcy, 1931, um, 33. I forget. It's been so long since I've, I've read about it. But the U.S. has been bankrupt for quite some time. And um, what do they put in place then? The, the countries that go bankrupt have to put in place collateral and what's the only collateral that every country has we give it to our government representatives so we are the collateral the citizens they can take anything that a citizen owns however and that includes if you start a corporation you're probably the the stockholder or the shareholder which is the owner of the corporation if you have an LLC you're probably the member which is the owner of the LLC. If you're a partnership or whatever your name is on there in some way, shape, or form as an owner, guys, and if you own it, like I said, it's the first major item that I learned when I started my research in 95. Anything a person owns can be taken from them, okay? Um, now, the question I just got from Guest 25 is, why can a property in a trust not be taken? Because a trust is not a citizen. A trust is an entity that is 
it's created according to certain rules. Now, you've got statutory and you've got non-statutory. Statutory entities are those that are are created by um, are created by the legislators of the state or the province that you live in. They have total control. They make the laws to benefit the government. Let me repeat that. They make the laws to benefit the government. In 1827, in the United States, the the people got tired of the fact that they couldn't put land in in their corporation. So they said, well, heck, and trusts have been around since feudal England England times, okay? Um, So they said, well, let's put our land in our trust, and, and it is totally protective, okay? Unless... It's a statutory trust. If it's a, a, a trust that's based on contract between two or more parties, they can't touch it. If it's based on the United States and, and, and protected by the Article One, Section 10 of the Constitution, which we can do. There's so many treaties and agreements and everything between the U.S. and Canada. We are the two closest countries in the world, I believe. I don't know. Donald Trump was getting a little close with Putin the other day. Putin even, I think, said that he liked them or something to that effect. But anyway, guys, if you've... And Lawrence did a phenomenal um, presentation of just that. People say, well, that's a U.S. law or that's a U.S. contract law. Attorneys have told me that in Canada. Also, I said, what's the difference between the two? Contract law is contract law, basically, in any of the Western civilization countries. And I could, I've never yet got an answer back. It's only been three or four attorneys that mentioned that. But I said, you know, okay, what's the difference between U.S. contract law and Canadian contract law? And, uh, yes, I agree with you, Guest 14. Lawrence did a great job. And um, he was patting himself on the back all the way from Edmonton to, to um, Calgary on Sunday. I almost got scared and took over driving because that, that way he would have both hands free to pat himself on the back. No, I'm just teasing. Lawrence, Lawrence he, uh, he's a great researcher. He's, he's right in my caliber. I love to research when I get on it and when I target onto something. And Lawrence does the same thing. He has, he has found out so much. Matter of fact, he called me today and for a half hour he was going, I, he had, I left my, um, all of my, not all of them, but I left the, the court cases that I carry around with me. And he says, Mike, I, I just read this Hale versus Hinkle. And he says, unbelievable how it shows that the power of private contract and that, it doesn't matter what country you're in and da, 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 and how it shows that equity is real, even in Canada, although all, most of the attorneys think it's not. And uh, I just love it when he, re- when somebody, and this, Lawrence is the latest, reinforces what I know and believe about this powerful, powerful program, guys. If you know anybody, and tell them they're not just coming to a seminar that somebody's going to try and sell them something. I don't try and sell them something. I don't even want them, a, want them as a client if they think I'm just there to try and sell them something. I'm there to teach them. I'm there to put something in front of them that they don't have a clue about. They, I lived my life and was in business for 30 years when I first learned about it. And uh, I, it just stunned me. It floored me. I sat there in that private seminar, and I was listening, and I thought, why have I never? This will revolutionize asset protection. You don't have asset protection with any statutory entity, be it a corporation, a, a trust, a, a uh, um, an LLC, a, a partnership, 
anything. None of those give you any. They don't give you asset protection. The only thing they give you are some tax breaks, okay? And um, so anyway, guys, that's what that's what I wanted to share with you. One of the thing, main things I wanted to share with you tonight. Get yourself in the proper position. If you don't have an STS program, you're not living according to the successful people. You're never going to reach the, the degree of, of success you want, and that does not necessarily have to meet have to be um, um, money. No, if you work as a mechanic, if you work as a nurse, if you work as a construction worker, if you work at whatever you work at, if you have your own little business going, guys, what makes the super wealthy so so rich is they're not getting their assets chewed up and, and taken from them every 10 or 15 years. <coughs> Excuse me. They're able to keep them. They're able to have those assets grow and appreciate in, in value, and that's why they do it. And they and they can use it with the, with the help of their with their uh, a good tax professional. They can they can they can get tax ben- legal black and white tax benefits that they don't get as a just going to an H and R block or something and. You know, the, and and one of the fellows that knows about it well is Chappie that you all see on the on the program. Uh, he, he usually comes on before I do and, and just chats for a little while with anybody that wants to say hello. And, and um, there there's um, most of most tax professionals know seventy five to eighty tax benefits, tax deductions. Okay, when in fact there's over four hundred and twenty five. The overwhelming majority don't have a clue. They're, they're, no, they're taught just enough so that that company is not going to get themselves in trouble. They're going to keep they're going to keep well reserved and just the basics, and, and not too many because the IRS doesn't want people having too many, too, or neither does CRA having too many tax deductions. They want you to pay the optimal, not the minimal. Okay, so and, and again. Everything our people do, and we don't do taxes. We don't do taxes, so don't ask me tax questions. But we make sure that that the uh, the people who do the taxes, um, they have they have at their disposal now. They still got, but you've got to make sure that your tax professional is working for you, and not just to make four or five hundred dollars off of uh, putting your taxes together. Okay, and, or maybe in many cases more. So that's pretty much the STS basics is to protect what you've got. Protect what you've got and get it taken care of um, the right way and, and as quick as possible. Now there's a couple questions. Okay, why can trust property not be taken? It's because it's not a citizen. It's a private transaction. And, and even if you're in Canada, it's protected by because of the what a pure contract trust is. And what makes it what it is is how it's put together, the, the articles of the contract. Okay, there's several, um, there several components that must be in the trust to make it a pure contract trust. And if it is a pure contract trust or a contract trust or a common law trust or a constitutional trust, it's protected by the Constitution of the United States, the second most powerful document ever written, in my opinion, the Bible being the first. Okay, so anyway... Um, that's why they can't touch it. You don't own it. They might have a, have a, they might have something against you, tax issue or this or that. But if you don't own anything, um, they can't take anything from you. They can't take a nickel from you. Okay. Question here: Was the seminar recorded? If so, how can I take it? How can I obtain a copy? No, it wasn't. 
and we I did that. I was going to, but then I, for a very special reason, I didn't, because I, I I read a while back, and I went back and looked it up that a people learn about 83% more um, when they listen live and take notes and they're involved and concentrating and focused on what's being said to them versus just some night throwing their, throwing a DVD into their computer and um, throwing a DVD into their computer and listening to it and pretty soon the telephone rings or one of the you hear the kids hollering in the background and you lose your focus. So we decided that this pro, this uh, workshop is going to be to to optimize the benefits. And guys, the next workshop and the one after that and the one after that, they're all going to be improved, every one of them, because I'm very detailed about saying, oh, what, okay, how can I use the feedback I get to make the uh, make the um, next workshop better? Next one will probably be in Houston, Texas. Get this date on the 22nd and 23rd of July. And from there, we're probably going to Toronto. And um, I'm not sure if, when or if we're going to set up for Winnipeg. Toronto will probably be the, the um, first to the mid part of August. And I want to get some in Canada before the winter hits again. And so anyway, guys, um, that's, that's the basics of the program. The, what you put in all your hard work and your effort. And if you, if you don't, you know, if you work your job every week and you save a little money and you buy some mutual funds or you buy a little gold or silver or you buy some gems or you invest in some land or, or whatever you might might be your gig or you buy some nice new furniture, make sure it's protected before you buy it. Never buy anything in your name again. Never, never, never. And we're going to answer some questions here in a few minutes that, that pertain exactly to that about once you start the contract, can you add items to it? No, okay, and understand why so you don't make the mistake, okay? Um, okay, so anyway, I'm going to get to some of the, uh, I'm going to ask some of the questions, answer some of the questions that now were sent in to me this week. Um, for example, a couple of people, several people, quite a few people, matter of fact, Mike, I got this report from the state of Indiana, business entity report, and it says I have to fill out some papers. I've said it over and over and over and over and over. These might be some people, some newbies. They might be, no, they wouldn't be newbies because you don't get that for at least a year. But um, anyway, the BER reports, business entity reports. If you get it, if you get a something in the mail that says it's a business entity report, we take care of that for you. We send you out a notice and um, we take it. That's part of what your um, your annual um, renewal fee is for the business entity report. We take care of that, okay? So you don't have to be concerned and you don't have to write us. Just um, if you want to, when you get that, just send it over to our office. You, know, you can do that. You can fax it or email it to us, either one. mpgprotect at aol.com. And it's not going to be aol.com for much longer. I tell you, I'm getting really fed up with AOL. Um, my computer just keeps screwing up, keeps uh, changing my passwords and this and that, and it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out uh, at gmail.com. I'm going to probably be moving to Gmail. Uh, my only reason I have, the only reason I haven't moved yet is because I don't know how to send group uh, group things out. I guess i got to get with my IT guy and listen for once to what he tells me. And uh, so if I can send groups sending out the Sunday night 
um, reminder for the Monday night conference call, then I'll be all set with Gmail. Okay? Okay, here's one that, that I'm not positive what they mean by this, but it says, Michael, there are a lot of rumors floating around, and one never knows which one of these rumors are true. With that said, <coughs> excuse me, question, will you be sending out any email messages? No. Will you be sending out any email message for those of us in the STS program as to the proper way to fund slash exchange the trust with our blessings? Let me tell you, we are an asset protection company. When the, when the RV happens, um, fund exchange the trust with our... You said exchange the trust with our blessings. I'm not sure what you mean, but I, I, if, if you're talking about um, currency, if you're talking about some investment that you got that you think is going to fund, let's, let's do currency because that's probably the biggest one. Guys, um, currency will be between you and your bank. Okay? We don't have, all the banks are going to have their own little uh, rules and, and things they want their clients to do to put their, let's, let's use dinar. That's probably the largest out there to, to change their, exchange their dinar. You've got to go by what your bank says. Now, I will tell you that you're going to fill, fill out a FinCEN 104. The last I heard, and it's always been the FinCEN 104. If there are any changes, yes, and we hear about it, you bet we'll let everybody know. We're here to help as much as we can, but this is not in our control. We protect your, your investments. We protect your currency, but how they exchange your fund is between you and, and your bank, whatever you want to use. They're your, let me use dinar, they're your dinar. So you don't have to have to give in. If a bank gives you a little rough time or you don't like what they're offering, go to another bank. Open an account somewhere else. But but you want to have an account open at a decent bank. I don't care if it's um, in the U.S. It would be Chase, um, B of A, Wells Fargo, Regions. Those are some of the bigger ones. Uh, it doesn't matter. Even if it's a private bank, if they know it's illegal, if they know it's a legal currency even bankers that don't want to admit they know about it now. And most of the bank people, bank personnel, don't know about it. They don't have a clue. But the bankers, for the most part, do know about it, okay? Um, the uppity-ups in the bank, don't go to them. They're going to blow you off. Guys, most people think you're a fool if you've invested in a currency. Um, but but don't let that dismay you. Hey, I, I've I've made some very good money on things that everybody else says, boy, you got to be an idiot, Mike. I said, well, I guess I am because I just cashed in for a million dollars. So, <laughs> dumb me, dummy, dummy me. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, we're gonna we'll we'll help help you in any way that we can. But understand, it's your banker that's going to be the one to tell you exactly what you have to do. Now, you're going to have to prove ownership. The trust owns your owns your um, um, currency or your whatever type of program you're in, they own it. They should own it anyway, so it's not in your name. So anyway, then then you have to take um, the funding page where as a contractor, you you give up all ownership and, and transfer the whatever investment that is, you transfer it to the uh, to the um, um, 
trust. You have to take the paper where you've got it signed and notarized, okay? And um, and then you would also take if it's a if it's a currency, let's say something that there's no named ownership. It's just something that you own, um, where it says uh, it would be uh, uh, Schedule B five, where you, where it says I do hereby transfer all of my and then you would print in Iraqi dinar and get it signed and notarized, guys, and it'll have a date on it. So you take that page with you. And lastly, you take the page where, for your trust one, that you agree to be a trustee the, the, uh, as, as a contractor. You agree to, I'm the first contractor, but you agree to be the second and or third, if it's your spouse, third um, um, trustees. Trustees are in total control of the trust. So those three papers you would you would probably need. If your bank requests something else, uh, you can show it to them on a need-to-know basis. You don't give it to them. Well, you can um, when it comes to that. Give them a copy. Never give the originals. Never, 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 never give the originals, okay? So that's um, we'll help you to the extent we can, but we're not, the banks are the ones that are going to set the rules. The individual banks are going to set their rules for cashing in and uh, any uh, currency or whatever it may be. If, if you've got um, uh, stocks, bonds, or mutual funds, that would be Schedule B4, um, uh, uh, exchanging um, investment equity. If it's in your name, you can't. they won't allow you just to put it in the name of your trust. You would have to sell it and pay whatever taxes are due or, or tax losses and then repurchase them in the name of the trust, okay? So anything like if you've got a mutual fund that's in the name of John and, and Mary Doe, then you would have to sell that and, and, and uh, take whatever ca- tax consequences you have, positive or negative, and you would want to check with your, check with the, your broker or with your um, tax professional first to see, you know, if it's uh, going to be a huge tax situation, just leave them where they're at and just protect the equity. Equity is your value in that particular stock, bond, or mutual fund anyway. Or if you've got oil reserves, if you've got anything. So anyway, um, that's what you do with that. We can we can help you to to an extent, but um, and we will, but um, matter of fact, right after it does happen, um, Bill and myself and, and um, probably Lawrence will get on a call and um, We'll set up a call for U.S. and we'll set up a call for Canadians or both. If if one doesn't mind, you can. If we do U.S. first and you don't want to listen, you know, you got other things to do, then drop off and we'll we'll finish with the Canadians or vice versa. So anyway, that's that's what we will do. We will be helping you, but but you know what? Don't be asking me a lot of questions about that. And I appreciate the questions, but don't be at. There's no need to ask me a bunch of questions about that until it happens, because that's when we'll know what the banks are going to require, okay? Um, hi, Mike. Need some help. Do you have any material diagrams, etc., on the enhancement of the STS system? That is additional, add additional significant assets, new house, land, generation skip frequently, uh, add assets, blah, blah, blah. Thanks. No, don't have it. Here's the reason, guys. You've got a no-contract law. In contract law, it's two or more parties. One party makes an offer, the other party accepts the offer, and then comes consideration. Each party must provide the other party or parties with with valid consideration. That is something of value. Okay? Something 
of value. Um, when you start an STS program, the purpose of it is to protect everything you have right at that point. You don't want to ever have to add another thing to that. If you do, shame on you. You'll have to start another program because if you tried to add something, if you tried to put something new into the trust, all the consideration from both both sides, your side and from the creator's side, he gave out 100% of the trust certificates, which was validation from him to you. And you put in 100% of your assets or whatever assets you put in, that's what you're putting in. So if you try to add something else, there would, that would be additional consideration on your part, but you couldn't, you can't get additional consideration from the trust because you already have 100% of the trust certificates. So guys, you can't, don't plan on adding something later. You put everything you've got right now at this moment, and from that point on, if you're going to purchase anything in the US, you'll purchase it through either the LLC or Trust One. If you're in Canada, you'll purchase it either through the LLC, a, a Canadian, um, a Canadian um, corporation, or Trust One. That's your options, okay? Anybody that purchases anything in their own name from that point on is, is making a mistake. That's all. They're, they've made a mistake. They would have to start a new contract, and they would put in the new property and get new trust certificates from the new trust STS program, and that's how it would work. We can't, we can't do that. Bill and I have, have, have looked at a number of different things to, as a way to do that. And generation skip, um, I'm not sure if you even know what you're talking about. Everything's owned by the trust. That's a statutory trust uh, um, um, name thing thing that it does. Okay, generation skip. You don't need that in the STS program. Uh, generation skip means you're going to save taxes, and, and you the next generation will pick it up or something. It, it all depends what how it's written, what it's for, but how the attorneys or whoever put it together. And, and remember, when an attorney puts together a trust for you. <laughs> They're planning on making money for, for a long time on that trust, guys. Okay, once you set once you set up your STS program, it's over. You don't pay. You pay a small annual fee, which you'll pay with any attorney. But I promise you, it won't be three hundred, four hundred eighty-five dollars or whatever ours is now, three eighty-five, whatever. You'll pay a lot more than that. Okay, so um, generation skip. That's a statutory term. Term. That's a word I was looking for. That's a that's a stat. You, you you've got your tax benefits with the trust. You don't have to. You don't skip any generation. It just goes right on from one to another to another. Okay, because the trust never dies, and uh, frequently add assets. You can add assets as much as often as you want, as long as they're purchased through the through Trust One, through an LLC, or through a Canadian corporation. Okay, and I hope that helps you, Ken. Let's see our construction business. Our construction. Let me check and see if we got anything on the. Uh, I'm out of ink, so I couldn't print. I didn't know it until I went to print my uh, my thing here. Let me see if um, uh, where are we at here. Here I am. Any questions? Let's see. Good for you on Gmail. <laughs> I know you bet, Tim. Chappy, get with me about group email. Okay, I'll do that, Chap. I'll call you tomorrow. Uh, Minnesota gal, what do you call the investigation team that dredges up all one's personal info, banking, income, etc.? 
See, if you don't own anything, there's nothing they can dredge up, first of all, okay, Minnesota gal? And um, the, the, the investigation team is the asset investigators, but it all depends where they're coming from. Creditors hire asset investigators. Um, um, lawyers hire. Basically, every firm I know, every law firm I know now has, an, has asset investigators that they hire to, uh, to look at whatever they need to know about somebody. Um, government agencies all use asset investigators. They usually have them on staff. And the CRA or the IRS hires asset investigators also to look up every taxpayer that's out there. And that's why, um, to an extent, okay, I'll, I'll repeat the papers in just a second, Ellie. See how my eyes wander when I'm reading one question and I catch out of the corner of my eye something else? Um, so, um, let's see, what do you call the investigation team asset investigators? But everybody has them. They all, don't, they all use them now, guys. It's part of our life. They know everything you've got. They know every, they, and that's another thing that's so powerful about the STS, not just your assets, but your most powerful asset because you're going to need it as you get older and retire or you become disabled or something is your income sources. Guys, you've got an employer income. You've got, you've got um, um, pension. You've got, um, um, You've got um, all kinds of um, Social Security, RRSP, all kinds of um, um, income that is now subject to loss. The, any 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 source you've got of in, any source of income you've got, they can take from you. They can they can garnish now. Biggest tools out there that they're, but you've got the defense. We've got. Um, assignment of income. Your income has been deemed personal property by the uh, by the powers that be, okay? Income is personal property. It's something you work for by court cases, case, case law. And I've got the case law. So anyway, uh, as long as you don't own that income, you can assign a percentage of it just so you keep enough coming in they know you're gonna. You need groceries. They know you need clothes. They know you need personal items and whatever bills you have <clears throat> that you're paying still in your own name. So you can't take just personal bills and swap them over to the trust. Uh, nope, won't work. It's got to be bills that have to do with the trust. But if the trust owns all of the equity in your home, if the trust owns um, the equity in your furniture, if the trust owns the equity in your lawn and garden equipment, if the trust owns equity in your investments. You've got them. You beat them to the punch. Guys, we use the laws, same laws they try to use to hang you, put a noose around your neck. We use those same laws to protect you. Okay? Um, so anyway, learn about the trust. Come to these Monday night calls. Uh, learn about the powerful weapon you've got in your, in your, um, in your portfolio there, being the, the uh, STS program. Okay? Um, but yeah, there's people all over, men, gal, that Minnesota gal that that um, people use to. Every state has them, every country has them. They computers being what they are, they can find out everything about you in a few days, and and then they can start attacking you. From they'll find the weak spots. Okay, if it's garnishment, they'll garnish guys. If you and they can get up to fifty percent, and and in Canada they can get more than that. I've heard so. You don't want all of a sudden to get a notice that your your wages are being cut in half. 
Can you live your same lifestyle if you're if you're in? See, don't get a, don't be afraid of this anymore. I mean, you're being pumped up. You're taking steroids now. You're taking the STS steroids, um, and it, and it's helping you. Okay, hope that helped you, Minnesota gal. Can you repeat the papers to take, please? No. Yes, twenty four. What exchange rate? I'm teasing you. The papers that you take, Hildy, uh, would be the uh, first of all the papers that show that you as contractor have uh, have um, created this trust program, okay? And uh, and that the, and then secondly, you would take Schedule B five that shows that you turn your dinar over to um, the trust, and you don't have to. Don't ever, my friends, don't ever put in there the amount. Just put. On the first line, you just put Iraqi dinar, Vietnamese dong on the second part, um, whatever whatever else you got. What's that other one um, that people are doing now? Anyway, um, just put in the name of the investment. Don't tell how many. Don't tell when you bought it. Nothing. Just in case anybody did see your documents, <clears throat> then you you don't want you don't want any give out any more. Never, never, never to a banker, attorney, or anything. You're always in deposition when it comes to STS. You only give you give the, the briefest answer you can give. And you have an STS program? Yes. Never, never, never elaborate. Um, does it, did you trade your assets to it? Yes. What date? Some time ago. I've signed a... I've signed a um, Oh my goodness! I can never remember this. I've signed an oath of confidentiality that states I can't talk about it because I I have no ownership or I have no control of the program of the of the uh, trust. Never mention the LLC. That's that's additional information. Give them as little information as you can. Even your banker. Um, Why did you start the trust? Privacy. Protect my assets. That's it. Um, anyway. Uh, guess 24, what exchange rate did you get? I don't know what you mean by exchange rate, okay? Uh, give me a little more info on that. Don't need, you're welcome, Hildy. Don't need it. I hope things are going better for your daughter, too. Uh, don't need it. Don't need an, ex- uh, or rather, I don't know what you mean by exchange rate. Okay, um, let's see. Rita, if you form a company, should the name of your LLC or trust be the same as the name of the company. Um, if the company you started is an LLC, yes, it should be the same as the name of that company. They should, the LLC name should be the company name. Um, if you're in Canada and you create a corporation, that's a different story. <clears throat> because the, in Canada, you can create numbered provincial corporations where they don't have a specific name. It's based on uh, a word uh, limited usually, but numbers that go along with it, okay? Um, but anyway, yeah, if you're creating an LLC and it's for a multi-level business or something like that, yes, you, you put down the name of the uh, uh, the LLC would be the name you want for your company, and that would be the name, the company that's protected by the STS program, okay? Um Okay, I am going to go back to my questions. And if you got some questions and you're online, just go ahead and type them in. Okay? Our construction company is set up as an S-corp. We can make 
make it a part of the STS can we make it a part of the STS program owned by the trust or would we need to change ownership making one of the STS LLCs the uh, the owner of our S corp um I talked to, I called Bill Tully today and asked him about it. I'm assuming, because you said S-Corp, that you're in the U.S. And I asked him, I said, Bill, what's the difference? He said, an S-Corp is better if it's by itself. But he said, if they have a trust, they're much better with, well, I didn't say much, they're better with a, with a, uh, with a uh, LLC. Okay, now he went into a little detail, but I'm not a tax person. I didn't understand it that well. It's about tax benefits. So yes, if you have a if you have an S corp and you want the protection, we can protect the we can protect. See, in, in the U.S., an S corp has to be owned by an individual; can't be created by a trust. So, if um, if it's in the U.S., I would either I would either, I don't know I don't know what your business is. I don't know what your corporation does, but um, I would suggest for the few extra dollars. Um, it costs for the few hundred dollars it costs to set up an S corp. Some states are a little more expensive than that, but <coughs> I would suggest that you just um, create an LLC. That's just my position on it. But I would talk with your tax professional or Bill Tully or somebody um, and get more information on it so to give you a better a better perspective from a, a better better view from a ta- uh, from a tax perspective. Okay. Our S-Corp recently had a lawsuit, lawsuit complaint filed against it for less than $20,000 by another contractor that we subcontracted with. Is it too late to protect our business um, from a frivolous complaint rather than wasting our money on lawyer battles? Um, let's see complaint recently filed now has it been um, has it been adjudicated have they have they reached a determined uh, who who wins and who loses have you went to court yet i guess that would be the the next question let me know that if you're on the call tonight um if if you haven't been, if there hasn't been a settlement you have the right to protect your property okay they may file a lawsuit against you but if there's no liens or if there's no court date or anything like that we can we've already protected a pretty large number of companies and that, and you know what? If somebody tells me, Mike, I've been listening to you for a while, but now I got this suit, and I want to, I want, I won't, I won't protect you. Uh, shame on you, Mike. Hi, Mike. Yes. This is Dennis. It's Jupiter, Florida. Those are my questions. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, how you doing? Good. Yeah. How you doing? Good. good. Um, it's a, it's a recent. It's um. Have you been to court yet? No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah, I'd say. Now you've got your program, right? No, not yet. We're um, Fred, Fred out of New- North Carolina, one of your SDS. Sure, Fred Gibson, Dana. Yeah. yeah. No, Fred Taylor. Fred Taylor. Oh, Fred Taylor. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Good person. Good. Yeah. I know who he is. But let yeah. me tell you, yeah, we can we can get as long as we get in there before there's a, a, a judgment filed against you. You still see, and this is what a lot of people don't realize. Your property, Dennis, is your property. All of us, all everybody on this call, it's our property personal property and we have the right to do with our personal property whatever we want and for estate planning purposes protecting of your assets you're going to create a trust that is and the the key thing and we talk about it all the time is it'll put you in priority position 
I promise you, forty-three fifty is a heck of a lot less than twenty grand or ten grand or spending ten to fifteen grand on an attorney and uh, maybe losing. You know, so even here, even if you lose later, doesn't matter because the uh, um, because the um, the trust owns everything. Doesn't matter if you lose; they can't get you know blood out of a turnip, so to speak, or whatever. But um, so you, yeah, I would, I would, and I'm not telling you just this just to sell you a trust. Um, it doesn't matter. You know, no, I've I've been looking at this for a long time. It's just that we are oh, an S corp. I just said you heard too late. Don't get a trust. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, I was going to say before you interrupted. I was going to say I'm just kidding about that anyway. Uh, yeah, I'm, no, um, but our accountant he he highly recommends that we we stay as an S corp because of tax reasons. Okay, so I didn't. You know, when I had a company go bankrupt on me. Um, for over a million dollars, my steel erection company in, in Chicago. Uh, I that ne- I was so depressed. I went in to pick up a check for over two hundred thousand, and the guy says, "Mike, we're going bankrupt." What? So I was yeah. so depressed that I that night I said, "God, don't even try to cheer me up. I'm going to be depressed all night." But when I woke up the next morning, and you heard me say earlier, I'm always in a good mood. I immediately went into my computer. I created a new, at that time, a new S corporation because I didn't know about this yet. And I uh, uh, I didn't even know about LLCs yet. My attorney put me in an S corp. I transferred all of my taxes and I, excuse me, I transferred all of my contracts to the new corporation and I moved on from there. I sent notices out to the people that owe me money that the contract has been transferred to this company, make all future payments to this company and I got out from under that thing. Not that twenty thousand is such a big deal, but um, but it can be. Twenty thousand is twenty thousand dollars, you know. So, well, the problem is, is the money that we're spending on attorneys. Uh, you know, it's like already eating up any profit that we made on the job, and so now we're we're upside down. So everything now we're doing is like scratching my head. Uh, you know, it's ridiculous. Keep paying this. They tried to file a claim against our liability insurance company, and, and they did an investigation, and they. They declined the claim, so they already lost one battle. So this is their second attempt to try yep. and collect somehow. Yeah. Where are you living, uh, Dennis? Ju- Jupiter. Jupiter. Okay. And let me let me do two things to help, see if I can help you here a little bit. Um, I got I've got your um, um, email and your email address. So I will I will send you a uh, I'll send you an email with Bill Tully's. I don't know who your accountant is. I don't know. I, I can promise you he probably doesn't know that much, or if anything, about the STS program. Bill, is there's no better tax man in, in the U.S., but he also helps people in situations like this. And, That'd and be to great. My, to my knowledge, he's won every time. We had the what was, we were told was the, the meanest law firm in Minnesota come after one of our clients that owed 75000 They were suing him for $2 million. They did all kinds of depositions and this and that. And then they, 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 they did the last straw. They sent me a subpoena for the books and records of the trust. And I sent them a, a, about a four or five page letter back stating that the, in a pure contract trust of which this was, uh, the books and records are not subject to it's not a trust it's a private contract and the books and records are not subject to subpoena or review and i sent them back with nothing and um bill called me about 3 4 weeks later and he says hey did you hear about the case that we were working on and they settled i said well good what did they settle for not 2 million 
not a million, not five hundred thousand, not a hundred thousand. They settled for seventy-five thousand. What the and they were begging us, begging our client to please take this. Let's get this off our books, you know. And uh, yeah. I can't say it's going to happen every time that way, but Bill Tully is, and and anybody that's on this call that know that has had Bill work for him, I always get emails saying, Mike, can't thank you enough for introducing you. To, and he's a great guy, great Christian guy, and and um, that's not why he's good because he's Christian, but. But I don't hesitate to throw that in to give, and, and he is very humble. He's a very humble guy, extremely knowledgeable. So give me, um, send me an email tomorrow. Say, Mike, this is Dennis. I'll send you out an app. Oh no, you can you can go right online now and do it. Go right to our website, and you can okay. apply for your app, apply for your program. And the minute we get that, that the time and date that we that we receive that that application, your assets are protected from that point on. Your construction company. I would create a. Um, you have a Florida construction company now, right? Yeah, S Corp. Uh, S Corp. Yeah, I would create a. Um, we'll create. A, I would add one other thing, and that is a Florida LLC. I don't know what our our cost is for that right now, but we can put that together for you right away too. But okay. we would be able to actually make our S Corp a part of the STS program. We would transfer all of the equity. Of the S Corp. Now, if you if you want to do it that way, you don't have to create a Florida LLC, and that's just as good. We want to just protect the value anyway. We've done that for a lot of corporations. Uh, the, the corporations, whatever the value of the stock is, that's what we uh, we transfer. It's Schedule Schedule B seven, I believe, uh, business equity transfer. And uh, now they can get a judgment against you. But again, if you're in priority position, they don't get a dime. And 99.9999% of the people don't realize the, the tremendous importance of priority position. Okay? Well, it's a little over my head. Um, so certainly, um, is Bill, Bill, someone, Bill is somebody I could speak with? Um, yep. I'll, I'll send, send Bill's you. number. Speak with him first. Okay? Okay. Certainly. I appreciate that. Do I need to uh, send you an email to remind you? or? Yep. Send me an email, please. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Thanks, Mike. Hey, thanks, Appreciate Dennis. It. Nice talking to you. Appreciate you too. It. Wow. Okay. Okay. One last question I think I have here, and then we will finish up with the questions on computer. Um, let me make sure. Yeah. Hi, Michael. Does the STS program protect from the bank seizing one's account? How do we diversify growing income with the STS? Now, they can't seize your account because the IRS or the CRA gives them notice because they have no right to seize the account of a trust. They can only give you as a citizen because you are just because you're a citizen and they, they can do anything they want with your cash. That's where bail ins and, and confiscation have come in. However, if you're talking about if you have two hundred thousand dollars in a bank account, well let's say you have four hundred thousand dollars in a bank account and, and the bank um, goes belly up, goes bust, you're still only gonna get even if it's in a trust account, it's all. I think it's all. It, 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 some banks may have different rules, but I think the way it was anyway is that you're going to get the 250, even if you have more than that in there, whether it's a trust account or a personal account. Now, a couple of years ago, if it was a business account, which our trust account and our LLC or our Canadian Corporation accounts are, I don't know if it was this way in Canada, but whatever you had in a business account they would pay nickel for nickel, okay? If you had a million two in there, they would pay you a million two, and everybody else that had personal 
or let's say citizen accounts, I want you to get used to that terminology, um, then they would get um, they would get the 250, even if they have 1.2 million in there. Now, if you're talking about seizing your account, like in a bail-in, no, they can't touch it from a from a trust point of view, or they can't touch a an LLC or a Canadian corporation account if the trust is the shareholder of the corporation or the member of the LLC because they're not citizens, neither one. The trust is not a citizen. The LLC or the Canadian corporation are not citizens, okay? They can't touch your money. And that's where the privacy and the protection come into, into view, guys, okay? It's, it's extremely, extremely important. And um, it's important that you do that. <clears throat> Let's see. You wanted me to remind you about assigning a check made out to your name that you can assign to the trust. Okay, thanks, Chap. Dinars, um, guest dredges up. Uh, DV type. Uh, I'm just reading a couple of these others to see if there's anything that will link in with this. <clears throat> no dinar exchange has taken place. Oh, right. I agree. I haven't heard of any anyway. Okay. Somebody had called a while back, and Chappie reminded me. I'll tell you, my mind went blank when I was trying to answer that, and I might have answered it wrong. Um, if it's a check made out in your name, you can deposit that check in your trust bank account. Okay? If it's a check made out to a trust, you cannot deposit that in your personal account, even if you are the appointed trustee. That's the way it goes. If somebody makes a check out in your name, you have the right um, to deposit it in your trust account, direct deposit, whatever. You know, if it's going to be a, a retirement or a pension or something like that or an annuity or a, whatever it might be. If somebody's paying a check, you have the right. If it's, if it's in your name and you have the trust, you have the right. You're the contractor on the trust. You have the right deposit it it's it's your property in your in a trust account that you set up okay can I, can I elaborate on that for a moment <clears throat> I'm, I'm you're all I'm all ears go ahead yeah the um, also you know a lot of times people will ask a social security check or a paycheck or something like that in your trust documents if you write the minute orders that you are assigning all your paychecks, all your Social Security, or any check that you expect, 401s, 901s, whatever they're called, it, it, regardless, uh, am I right, Michael, that you you know have it in your minute orders prior to and then or, you know, when you start the protection and if you're, you know, perm, uh, employed at the time, uh, then you assign your, you know, you have it on the minute or order that all, all your personal checks are now being they're part of the property that is being transferred into the trust. Correct? Absolutely right, chap. See, now there's a guy that has taken the time to read all of the information we put out as well as do a little research on his own. And, um, and he's absolutely right, but you have to do the assignment of income, guys. Otherwise, we can't protect a nickel of it. Um, and if you go to you put the CD in your in your um, <coughs> excuse me, you put the CD in your computer, and you scroll down to page 26, 27, 28, somewhere in there, and you will see um, 
uh, assignment of income, and then you'll see a, a, um, an example where it's all made out exactly what you do. You put in the name of the, the name of the, uh, the source of the income, and then you put the name of your or the name of your trust is already on there, and you put what percentage you wanna you wanna assign to your trust. Um, and again, you have to keep enough money out to pay your bills. And and again, they know you you have um, um, they know you buy groceries and clothes and personal items. So you know, don't try to squeeze them. They're you know they're not fools working there. Well, some of them are. But um, anyway, you get your assignment. You have to have an assignment of income for every source of income for if you're still working from your employer. But a lot of employers don't want to. Um, write it to a trust or anything like that. So just don't even tell them it's a trust account. Say, here, I'd like you to start um, depositing my check into this account. And just give them the account number. That's all you got to do. Just give them the account number. If they ask for the, uh, what's the other number that goes along with it? I skipped my mind right now. But uh, the account number and the A, what is it, APP number or something like that. Um, so anyway, guys, give that information to them. They'll start depositing. Don't tell them it's a trust account or it's an LLC account or it's a corporate account. Just give them the number of the account, okay? And um, and make out one routing number. Thank you very much, Guest Twenty Two. And um, uh, now you now now you want to make out one for every source of income for your income from your employer for your even if you're not going to retire for thirty years yet. Make out one for your for your RRSP or your Social Security, make out one for your pension, make out one for every annuity you've got, for every life insurance policy that may be paying later, for every uh, investment you've got. Make one out for every source of income. Just sit down with a blank piece of paper and write down every source of income that you are going to have shortly or later. Doesn't matter. And make one out for each one of them. Get them signed and notarized. And you can change the percentage anytime. But just get them signed and notarized and keep them in your trust documents. Even if if CRA or IRS um, um, wants to, wants to um, uh, garnish your wages and you've got this already done and notarized well ahead of anything they come after you for, and uh, just because you pay your taxes every year and you don't cause any trouble, don't think that you're not going to get nailed. Um, because we've got a lot of people that I, I've written letters for with from, to IRS or CRA, and um, they said, "Mike, I I paid my taxes every year. They still say I owe all this money, guys. They're notorious for that. So, so do what you've got to do. And um, okay, we are at the bewitching hour. Get, and keep them in your trust. You don't have to send them off to anybody. Keep all of them in your trust until it appears that somebody's going to garnish you. U.S., you send it to the Department of Treasury. Uh, Canada, you send, a, you send a copy of your, of your assignment of income to, um, I, I'm just going to say, whatever your Department of Treasury is for the CRA. I don't know exactly what that is. Uh, what about assignment of income for a second LLC created by Trust One? Uh, yeah, for every source of income, every source of income. Chappie has left the chat. Okay, my friends, we have reached the bewitching hour, so if there's no further, I have no further questions on email, but don't forget, next, this, during this week, if, you, if a question comes up, jot it down and then email it to me, and I'll discuss it in detail next week. We will talk about your question, uh, your particular question, as well as many others. Yeah, the, the talking points may be repetitious for, at a time for, uh, for some, 
But I'll tell you what, all the questions that come in after the talking points, guys, these are just great. Um, they're, they're all different subjects, so don't think that you're going to um, uh, have, have some knowledge of what's going to be coming up. Come on the call, listen to the call. If you can't make it on a, on a Monday night, we've got the recordings there waiting for you, okay? They're all Michael, set. one question. Yeah. What what which trust creates the LLC? Trust one. Trust one takes all of your assets first, and then to create a second, a second, um, 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 a second thing of protection, second um, whatever thing of protection. Um, the trust create trust one creates the LLC, and then. So that to protect everything in the Trust 1 and the LLC, the LLC creates Trust 2 and transfers only the equity, which is why Trust 2 can file a lien and protect its equitable position. Right, but, but, if, you fi- but if, you do, if you get a second LLC, Trust 1 creates that one too? Absolutely, uh-huh. Okay. Yep, that way it's, it's separate from, from the first LLC. And we have a lot of people that have done that. Probably 80% of our clients have done that. Is and there a problem if Trust 2 creates an LLC? Yeah, Trust 2 doesn't have the ability to create an LLC. Uh-huh. It's strictly for protection. That's all it's for. Yeah, okay. All right. Hey, I thought you left the chat. Oh, I did, but I didn't leave the telephone. Oh, gotcha. Okay. All right, let's see. I thought you said the changes you said... You... I thought you said you changes your dinars. I'm not sure what you mean by that, Guest 24. I apologize. Um, and Hildy Lair, you're right. Thank you, dear. That's what I was trying to think of. Okay, my friends. Um, 24, I'll, I'll wait just a second if you can re, uh, if you can help your, uh, or re, restate your question. I thought you said you changes your dinars. Um, so anyway, other than that, Thank you, each one. Uh, God bless each one of you for taking the time to to come to the uh, call tonight. I appreciate it. It's always my privilege and my honor to to um, to um, share what I know with you and, and others. So, and share your questions with others, which may click on a light bulb in their head too. Well, hi, I need that information. So, so with that, I'm going to say good night, mom and dad, and uh, uh, to each. It never gets old, you know. It never gets old. Uh, still miss them. Does a second LLC need an assignment of income for protection? <coughs> no. Okay. Second LLC. Oh, second LLC. Um, yes, I was thinking trust too. Does a second LLC need an assignment? If it's going to be paying out something, yes, you need to protect that income, what it's going to be paying out to you. You you want to protect every source of income, whether it's first LLC, second LLC, fifth LLC. You need to, or, or corporation in Canada, you need to protect, if it's going to be providing you with a, an income of any magnitude, go ahead and protect it, okay? It's very cheap and very easy to protect it. So with that, good night, God bless, and I'll see all of you here next Monday at same time, same station. And so good night, and have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. Thank you, Hildy.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.